Well, I, uh, I really appreciate you uh, praying for the service and your participation in the service so far, and I pray that continues um, as we go about the opening of God's Word. I'm going to invite you to turn to the Old Testament with me this morning in 2 Kings chapter 3. Right here, there's another mountain in God's testimony of His ways with His people. And I pray that we'll all see it as a lesson we can learn and that we'll learn well and, and benefit from all that God gives us to do in this life. I want us to look at um, verse 16 and nine, through 19 for our text. Would you read that with me? And he said, Thus saith the Lord, Make this valley full of ditches. For thus saith the Lord, ye shall not see wind, neither shall ye see rain, yet that valley shall be filled with water, that ye may drink both ye and your cattle and your beast. And this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He will deliver the Moabites also into your hand. And ye shall smite every fenced city and every choice city, and shall fell every good tree and stop all wells of water and mar every good piece of land with stones. Now right here is a testimony of a situation where God's people have come together. That is, there was some division, as you know, between the southern and the northern kingdom of Israel. Uh, but they had decided to come together to fight the Moabites, a formidable enemy of Israel. And so there's three kings that actually decide that they would go against the Moabites. But one thing was what was lacking. They ran out of water. <laughs> they had no water. It's amazing how the smallest things can bring us to our knees. We are not God. We might think we're smart and we know all these things, but I'm going to tell you, God can bring us to our knees. You know, you can't make water. Only God can do. And He can send too much of it, or He can cut it off. And we stay right in that mix. Just like the cord flying the kite, tense knowing that that string that we're in by faith anchors the hope that we have in God so that we can feel that tug of knowing that He's with us, of knowing that we're dependent on Him, so to speak. You know, I wonder how many times that we take things for granted. I know I sure do. You know, a power outage. I mean, you know, we, we think we got a lot of problems. I'm sure we do, but there's things that'll make COVID-19 or politics or whatever the situation might be just mean nothing. Mean nothing. Your health. So many things in our life are dependent upon, upon the intrinsic power that we have no control of, really. 
And, and so here, I, I want to emphasize that because I've been dealing with a series, as you know, called God, called God of All Circumstances. Now, there's a lot of circumstances in our life. But I want us to know that God is involved in every one of them. God is, God is the creator of all things. And I want to bring us some comfort, though there are difficult circumstances that we must face. And so these circumstances, particularly when they when they're, uh, bring pain and, and loss and hurt, we, 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 we have to have some relief. But, but, but for some reason, we try to get it in different places. And so these three kings... Had a good idea about dealing with the Moabites. But it wasn't the strength of their army that was going to do it. Nor is it the strength of, of, of what we know or what we can do that's going to conquer the enemies that we face. Namely the devil and the spiritual warfare that we fight every day. Now you know in TV today or in the advertisement they constantly say, well, this is the pain reliever. Send off today and call in 24 hours and we'll send you a free dose. You know, try this. Here's a way to lose weight. You can eat anything you want and you can still look good. Try it. In fact, if you try it quick enough, you'll get an extra trial offer free. Okay? Well, here's something to make you think better. I mean, it's constantly something that we're to try to deal with circumstances that cause us to be uncomfortable. But what I want to ask you, dealing with circumstances, have you tried God? Okay? I'm not talking about trying a church or trying a denomination or a Bible reading or a conference. What I'm saying, have you tried God? Now, I'm not talking about a trying God to see if he'll do. (laughs) I'm talking about trying God to prove him to show your faithfulness. For obedience is trying God, okay? So this series, I've tried to deal with two so far, and we've dealt with thrown him because he's a God of all circumstances. And, and last week we dealt with think of him because he's a God of the valleys and the God of the mountains. And, and just so be that God allows circumstances to remind us of who he is and who we are not. And so today, I want to deal with the subject, try him. So here, Elisha gets a message from God. Now, in the Old Testament, the prophets got messages from God, directly from God. 
In the New Testament, when you hear people say, God told me to do this, you be real careful. That might be a message from the devil. You hear me? You try the spirits. But this Old Testament prophet, Elisha, who was Elijah's servant, had a message from God, and this was a message to try God. Dig the ditches. Now notice, they didn't have any water. Look at verse 11. But Jehoshaphat, that's one of the kings, said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord? That we may inquire of the Lord by him. And one of the kings of king of Israel's servants answered and said, Here's Elisha, the servant of Saphat, which poured water in the hands of Elijah. That is, he's Elijah's son, uh, servant. Look at verse 9. This is building up why he called for Elisha. And so the king of Israel went, and the king of Judah, and the king of Edom. That's the three. And they fetched a compass of seven days' journey. See? They're planning their strategy. And there was no water for the host and for the cattle that followed them. See, there's no water. You got all kind of plans but you don't have any water. Doesn't matter how big your house is, no matter how much money you have or what you have, if you don't have any water, you don't have anything. Same deal with God. If you don't have God, you don't have anything. Whatever it is, whatever circumstances, but with God, God says, all things are possible. So here's the deal to try God. Now, are we willing to lay it all out there and say, yes, God, I believe it? Are you willing to make a prominent course in your life? Are you willing to dig a ditch? I'm not talking about scratching the surface. Are you willing to make a prominent cause that you really believe God and that you trust Him and that His promises are sure? See, what the prophet is telling them, you dig the ditches. See, they couldn't make the water, but they could dig the ditches. So what he's saying is, I want you to try God. It's all right to have the strategy, but the things that you lack that you really can't do yourself, you're going to have to depend on God for it. So what a, what a lesson here. Dig the ditches. You know, ditches are really important. You know, ditch work is not something that you're going to brag about. It's menial labor. You're not going to say, well, you know, I'm a ditch digger. I'm going to say we need to make church at this church saying ditch diggers. We ought to be ditch diggers. Every worship service ought to be a ditch of people on their heart hollow and believing and trusting God. God, send your spirit. 
Fill me, God. I want you to be reminded that the Lord Jesus Christ had a ditch dunk on his back by, by whips. He had a spear thrust in his side to make a ditch so that you and I could die and go to heaven. So we might like a cross stitch and make a pretty tapestry. But what we need to be mindful of is that we need a cross ditch. And God has called us, everyone, to take your cross and deny yourself. Follow him. Sometimes I wonder if we're thinking Jesus ought to follow us. Then we follow Jesus. See, God asks you sometimes to do things that don't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, dig the ditches. Build an ark in the middle of the desert. Bring those two fishes and five loaves to me among this 5,000 people. Believe me. What Jesus said. Come unto me. Go and sin no more. I want to look at four quick points on this, on this text with you. First of all, Circumstance, we're talking about God of all circumstances, try him. Have you tried God? See, I'm not talking about tempting God. You hear me, don't you? No, no, there's a big difference. Jesus in Matthew 4 was led up on the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Okay? So what Jesus had to deal with was, was the Satan trying to get him to tempt God. You remember Satan said, if you be the son of God, make these stones turn into bread. If you be the son of God, well, just jump off this ledge. Now, I can tell you this. If you, if you want to think that's how you try God, and you say, well, you know, I think I'm going to just walk out in, in the middle of that highway in front of that 18-wheeler. And if that's really God, then he'll say, somebody be doing your funeral service. Every time Jesus, though, was faced with that, you know what he said? It's written. See, the Word of God is, 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 is how we, we walk in this life, depending on it. Prayer is digging ditches. You get on any road you want to go, and I guarantee you, you're going to have ditches on each side. And the deeper the ditch, the higher the road. The more we depend on God, then the more we say, God, I'm willing to believe your word. Then you're going to have a clear way to God. And you're going to get to the behold that they got to when God fills the ditches. So the first point is this. Circumstances. Afflictions, problems, move us closer to God. I believe COVID-19 has moved God's people closer to Him. 
I believe it's moved God's people closer to one another, even with social distancing. See, you cannot separate the love of God. You can't. In fact, distance makes the heart grow fond. So circumstances move us closer to God. Now, it'll do one or the other. It'll either make you close to God or drive you from him. Okay? So what happens here? These kings don't have any water. See, God wasn't so important. You look at these three kings. They were pretty much evil. <laughs> but when they run out of water, they say, where's God? So problems will move close to God. You thank God for your problems that have moved you closer to God. See, it ain't such a bad deal if you lose the farm and find the Lord. It's not so horrific if you lose your mama and you find closeness to God. See, that's how God works it. Because everything's His anyway. So, so it moves us closer to God. Now, here's the deal. You can either be in one of two modes in life, as I understand it. You can either be in the drama mode, which is a lot of folks are. And you can face your circumstances and you can take them to the, and post them on Facebook. Or you can be in a prayer mode. And you can humble yourself before God and you can get down be below in the humility and beg God and you can, you can have, you can have a peace and you can have strength. You can, that's Dick's digit. And you find those prayer warriors sometime that, that you just see and you just know they talk with God. And you say, well, how do you get to that point, preacher? I'm going to tell you, by digging ditches, ditches. That woman that's bowed down. She walks in there and you see the counts of God in her life. How did she get that? I'll tell you how. She's prayed for an alcoholic husband for 50 years. Or a drug addicted son. I mean, that's where you dig ditches. It moves you closer to God because you understand what's important. You understand that God is real. You try God. When you pray, you try God. Because you believe him. Or you can be in a drama mode and just bounce around from one circumstance to another about like a pinball machine. Okay? David said in Psalm 119, listen to this. Here's a lengthy psalm, but gosh, it's full of so many blessed verses. 67, I'm Psalm 119, but I'll just read it to you. And this is what it says. You've heard it before. Psalm 119, David. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now have I kept thy word. 
71 of that chapter, Psalm Division. It is good for me, he said, that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. You know what David's saying? It's good that I have this deal, this problem to deal with. It's good that I've been afflicted. Why? Because in that ditch, I found God. And I tried God, and he restored my soul. So don't ever think God can't use you no matter where you've been. No matter what you've done. If you're seriously trying God, if you seek him with all your heart, that's what trying God is about. And you're not ashamed to admit your problems, your weaknesses, your failures. We got them. And you're ready to get down with God. I tell you, when you're in the bottom of a ditch, there's only one place to look up. So move closer to God. Digging ditches. Secondly, you got to get in the mood. You got to get in the right mood. Now, Kai, the Lord has blessed you with a gift. And a lot of what you do, a lot of your ministry, is mood oriented. To get in the mood to glorify God. That's what music does. One of the things, okay? I want to show you in this, in this very text, 2 Kings chapter 3. See, they call Elisha, but he's kind of upset with these folks. You ever had a circumstance and maybe somebody that you really care about gets in a situation and you know they just did it on their own and, and you just say, well, and then they say, well, you helped me and you just, you really aggravated with them. I mean, even angry and you say, I, I can't do it. I mean, you, there's times you can get in life, you can't even pray. You got to get in the right mood to dig a ditch. You got to get in the right mood to try God. You can't, you can't say, well, I got to have some certainty. There's nothing certain. In fact, uncertainty grabs our faith so that our faith grabs it that we need to rejoice in the expectation of what God's going to do in the situation that we don't understand. So Elisha was angry. Look at verse 14, 2 Kings 3. And Elisha said, as the Lord of hosts liveth before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look toward thee, not see thee. You know what he's saying? If it was for just that one king, said, I won't even look at you. Don't call me, because I'm not in the mood. But here's what he did. He says, verse 15, but now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. See, that's music. Elisha said, I'm not in a mood to do this, but, but send me some music. And when the minstrel played, the Lord came. See, that is the mood we need to be getting in. It goes back to to serving God on a though basis, not an if basis. So we're not here tempting God. We're, we're trying God to prove his, his circumstances, knowing all the time that it's going to be. See, the problem is not the problem. The problem 
is our attitude about our problems. See? That's the problem. Expectation. In Psalm Division 5, verse 3, there's a verse that jumped out at me this morning when I was putting together my final thoughts. Listen to what David said again. My voice shall now hear in the, in the morning. He's praying. He's digging a ditch. Oh, Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. See, our mood should be as we dig these ditches in prayer, in humility, in God's word that we're expecting it. I mean, that's what these ditches are about. You dig the ditches. I will fill them. I mean, maybe, maybe we all ought to ask God a dangerous question. Lord, what would you have me do with my life? Would you ask him that? Paul did. Paul said, Lord, what would thou have me to do? In Acts 9, 6. Now that's digging a ditch. Now see, you heard about drawing a line in the sand. I'm talking about digging a ditch across your soul, okay? Believing God and trusting Him. And when your problems are, your situation, your reaction to those circumstances, when you try God, man, it makes all the difference. You don't know who you're helping. I was reading one, a, a devotional a book I read several weeks ago, a few days ago, get wind. And this guy was telling about his son. And he was just a little boy. And he said it was near Christmas, and as Christmas came, and his grandmother had promised his son a stamp album. And so he was in, involved in it, his dad was, and said during the Christmas and after Christmas was over, the stamp album didn't come. And so he overheard his son talking to, uh, to his other cousins who were over there for the celebration, and they asked him what he got for Christmas, and he started naming things, and right later he said, and a stamp album. And his daddy overheard it, and his daddy said, finally, he said, later on, they said, son, you didn't get a stamp album. He says, oh yeah, daddy. He says, I'm getting it. Because my grandmama said she was giving it to me. And he said, well, maybe, son, it just didn't work out. He said several weeks went by, and he still hadn't heard it from his grandmother's stamp album. And he said, son, what is happening? What do you think? I don't think she's doing it. So she called. He called his grandmother. And she says, you know, I ordered the stamp album, but they sent the wrong one. And I've reordered it. As soon as it gets here, I'm sending it right on. The point, though, that little son from that father, that prompted this evangel, believed it. To the point, he was willing to lay out the line of his day. said, I know it's going to happen. And I believe God honors faith. That says, yes, God. We might not know the timing of it all, but I'm going to tell you, God will fill the ditches. We got to get in the mood. Come, thy fount of every grace, of every blessing. Tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing. All call for loudest praise. That's ditch work. Thirdly, 
Firstly, move closer to God. That's what trying God's about. Secondly, you got to get in the mood. See, the Holy Spirit gets you in the mood. You can't do it without the Holy Spirit. In the New Testament, it's singing these songs and spiritual songs and hymns, and, and it's about the Holy Spirit. Because we can't do nothing. Only God can send the springtime. Only the Spirit of God can awaken a dead soul. But He doesn't. Thirdly, make the ditches. Move. Move and make. Look at verse 16. He said, Thus saith the Lord, Make this valley full of ditches. You know, I was reading a quote from Jonathan Edwards the other day. I might miss a word, but this is kind of what it said. He said, Lord, help me to live a life so acquainted with you that if you had some special work for somebody to do and you were looking for someone to make that assignment, you would consider me. You know, we need to be prepared. We know our blessings come from God, but what if, can He bless us? What if we got to put it in? I told you about the most embarrassing part of my early ministry over at the Lake Church when, when I went to pick blueberries. I was invited to pick blueberries by one of the people in the church, and I went over to his house, and I was excited about going, and I get out of my truck, and the first thing he says coming out of his house is, did you bring anything to put them in? I said, no, I didn't. It was embarrassing. I mean, he ended up giving me something, but I never forgot that. I mean, when we pray and we dig in the ditch of God and we look into him, have we really got something to put it in? Because you know a ditch, when you're talking about a ditch, you're talking about also a verb. If you're going to ditch something, that means you're going to get rid of it. There's some things in our life, some relationships in our life, some attitudes in our life, we've got to ditch. There's some ditches we've got to open up. You know, when I finished college, I thought I was pretty smart. So I come home, and my daddy had a little farm over on Mud Road, and that farm had ditches in it in places. Been there for years. So I had in my mind, I said, well, Daddy, we need to cover up these ditches. I mean, people now farm with four-row planters. <laughs> so he let me do it. I hired a guy to cover up the ditches. I mean, it's pretty dry. Made sense. About five years later, trees started dying. He said, Randy, we're going to have to open those ditches up. They're open now. Ricky, they're there. Same ditches. Twice they've been dug. There's things in our life we're going to have to open up. 
We didn't have to keep the flow going to God because we didn't understand that we gotta, we gotta move towards God. That's what circumstances come to you for. Don't you let COVID-19 or loss or disappointment get you away from God. You get closer to him and you dig that ditch. And you get in the mood by the Spirit of God. And you make the valley full of ditches. You can't make the water. You can make the ditches. And then lastly and quickly, we must have God. And as a believer, you will try God. It's part of irresistible grace. But here's the deal. What I'm trying to say is, I think about my life. Why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> I mean, why did I fool around with all that sin in my life and then not go ahead and dig the ditches earlier? Seeking God. Look at verse 17. For thus saith the Lord, ye shall not see wind, neither shall ye see rain, yet that valley shall be filled with water that ye may drink both ye and your cattle and your beasts. See, God is sovereign in how he does things. How he fills the ditches. See, it's not going to be rain. You know, Elijah prayed that it wouldn't rain, and, and that turned the people, and then when they turned back, he prayed again, and it rained. Clouds were there. This situation, God just filled the ditches. See, God is not hindered by just some way we think it ought to be. God can fill your ditches in ways you won't ever imagine. All I'm trying to say is try. Have you tried God? Have you tried God in your marriage? I'd be willing to say no Christian can make it in a marriage without God. You must have God. The government will not fix our problems. Only God. <laughs> you know, that ought to be a no-brainer. I, I think everybody believes that. And you say, why are you saying that, preacher? Because do we believe it enough to dig a ditch? Do we really believe it enough in the church to say, I'm going to make a profound statement that I believe God is going to do this. I'm going to come with an open heart to God. I'm going to pour out to God. And then God's going to fill it. See, God's grace has no expiration date. It doesn't. Moses committed a murder. Forty years later, God called. <laughs> Just a blessing, isn't it, to know God and to try him. And I believe you have. And I just want to emphasize that. We need that so much in our world today that, that we're trying God because your children are looking at you and they want to know what you're trying. God tells Israel going into the promised land, prove me. That's what he's talking about. Prove God. Trust him. Believe him. That's why he gave his promise, his word. Prove him. Dig the ditches. God will fill it. Would you bow with me? Dear most precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the circumstances that drive us closer to you. We pray, O oh Lord, that when that happens, we'd be willing to dig ditches for you.
so that we'll be wide open, O God, should you decide to bless us by your great mercy and grace. We realize, Lord, that we're not obligating you in any way. Should you, Lord, decide that the ditches remain empty all our lives, the hollow places of our heart, the yearnings, the unfulfilled passions, the struggles that we face, the scars, should you, Lord, just want to leave them open, we understand, O oh God, and we submit to that. Yet, God, we want to be willing and obedient, believing, God, with all our heart that you've created us unto good works, despite our sinfulness, our wretchedness even. And should you, Lord, by your grace and mercy, Decide in your sovereign ways and merciful graciousness and abundant love to fill our ditches. We want to be ready. We want to have them open. Help us, O oh God. Bless us. Bow us down, Lord, in the ditching of life, being thankful for all things, praying, digging deeper in your word, Oh, Lord, send us the subsoiling that we need so that the roots of our faith will grow deeper. And then when it comes to our time to die, we can say with the Apostle Paul, I've fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. Oh, God, for your honor and for your glory, we say that and plead that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.